<laughs> Guys, rule number one. Well, actually, point number one. Yes. This is all my fault. <laughs> point number two, it's my birthday. So you can't say a <laughs> thing about it. <laughs> I'm as Teflon as the head coach. Got it? Happy birthday, DK. It's DK's <laughs> birthday. I saw somebody say that. I thought they were joking, DK. Something about that I was busy blowing out birthday candles. No, I was busy counting sheep. Hey, okay. man, what a, what a birthday gift it was over the weekend. <laughs> oh, man, 17 to 10. And that sounds like a normal football game, doesn't it? You hear that score? It sounds somewhat normal. It sounds Never mind that, that it was like 8 to 5 or something at one point or whatever <laughs> it was. No, insane. And Baltimore honestly should have went up by 17 points at some point or at least double digits at one point and did not. This show started as slow as the Steelers' offense did yesterday, or the running game from a particular back we'll talk about, or uh, the fact that they were, I think, two series late, DK, from actually having the chance in the stadium. So close. There were some. There were some. But uh, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go over all that after certain uh, noises made in in Hendersonville. And it's not the plastic bottle in my office dropping. It's the bell. You ready, DK? Let's (laughs) Mm -hmm. go. You know what's funny? Do you remember the days in the summer when we would have nothing to talk about? And we mm-hmm. were like, let's talk about your all-time favorite left outside corner. <laughs> <laughs> All of these things, right, DK? We wanted to talk about one particular group, that group, growth of Kenny, growth of the offense. And now we got real, as Coach T like to say, tangible things to talk about, man. Not those NFTs that you guys were scammed on uh, this last year. <laughs> None tangible yeah. tokens. This is this is good, good stuff. I'll tell yeah. you one thing about this game. Ramon sent me a text last night as I was leaving the stadium. I said, "Man, this is good for the show." And he's right it, yeah. it, it, on on a couple of fronts. It's 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 a positive. Like, and people want hope. We talk about that all the time. People want their hope. Yeah, but it but it's also so many subjects. Yeah. It is. It is. DK, you want to start the pre-show with one that's real good. By the way, S4000, you are far too kind. We'll get to you in a minute, my brethren. Jeez, Louise. I want to start here, DK. Can I? Can I? Can I go on your birthday? We all got to ask questions to DK today since it's his birthday, okay? The only (laughs) segment that matters is Dayton's birthday. That's all I got for you, okay? Is that cool? I'm just glad to be awake for it. (laughs) (laughs) I got a good one, and it's good right here, DK, from Mike. I love Mike's approach, DK. Hmm. Not on your birthday. He will not make us mad. But Mike goes, time to make DK and Moan mad. This win was unearned. It's that part, I think, that he had to dot, dot, dot. This win was unearned. We should have lost by 21, but good thing the receivers had the dropsies. Yes. Also. Also, good thing that Larry Joby forced that fumble when he's playing hurt. He's playing significantly hurt. Good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Good thing that Kenny Pickett, through the pass of his life, no, the three passes of his life to engineer that entire drive. Good thing that George Pickens not only threw the most hellacious block you've seen since Juju on Perfect yep. in order to open up a rally. Good thing that Jalen Warren hurdled the dude and then spun around the next dude because, as I was joking with Jalen, I said, how many different buttons do you have on that joystick? What are you (laughs) doing there, kid? It's a good thing that T.J. Watt (laughs) made the sack, scooped up the fumble. It's a good thing that Alex Highsmith had 11 11 quarterback pressures. How many? 11. Do you know wow. how many other do you know how many other players have had as many as 11 in the National Football League this season? That would be a zero. Wow. More than anybody else. It's a good thing that Joey Porter Jr. came onto the field, took a potential Hall of Famer's job from him. Yep. Went into the end zone and read Lamar Jackson like a cheap novel while covering 
Odell Beckham Jones. Read them like an iPad, DK. You know, these days we'll read stuff on iPads and stuff. Read them like an iPad, DK, like a book. Tell me which of those things that I just listed the Steelers are supposed to regret or apologize for. You never re- apologize for wins, okay? Ever apologize for wins. And I-, I was glad to point that one out right there, DK, because it's hard winning in this league. Had it been our wide receivers to do all those things, do you think Baltimore would have felt sorry for us if we were on paper the better team? Uh, did you feel <laughs> – it's so many things that, that we can bring up about that game. And, again, I'll say this. I'm happy to have been wrong. I picked Baltimore to win this game. I didn't know Lamar's receiver is going to have a case of the dropsies. You feel me, DK? I didn't realize that TJ Watt was going to close this game out with a sack and all, DK. Not my problem. I didn't feel like we should apologize for that win. This is a celebration of DK's birthday and the fact that your team is number one in the AFC North. In a world where the AFC, it could be anybody's league. You're right, Rodney. Never a dull moment when it comes down to it. I knew this to be the case. It would have been better, I feel like, if this team had a loss. I would. I think it would, as far as the news outlets, right, DK? Sometimes you have to overcome those things and never apologize for winning. I, I never. Is it ugly? Yeah. Ugly dub is better than a bad L any day. It's funny, but it, everything that I just mentioned, though, yeah, wasn't even remotely ugly. It was beautiful. That was the part that was so unusual about this whole event. Yeah. Everything that happened in the fourth quarter, and believe you me, I left a lot out. Okay. <laughs> How did I get through all that and not mention Miles Killebrew blocking the punt? Ooh. Okay. Forgot about that. Because you know, and I, Moan, you know yeah. what that locker room was the most excited about afterward, right? The special teams plays, right? Oh, not even close. Cam Hayward's yelling from the other side of the room. Miles, what a great play. And he wasn't even being serious, (laughs) which is that much funnier, right? (laughs) Yeah, it is, man. And I'm trying to find my stat line too, man. But the idea that that as far as Lamar Jackson's tenure in Baltimore is, Mm -hmm. here's his numbers. You guys ready for this? This is a league MVP that for somehow can't get over the hump, whether it be him on certain days or whether it be his wide receivers or his coordinator that got fired because you beat him, that's another one you got to add to the list. Greg Roman's added to the list the same way the Cleveland Browns guys were, right? He is on the list. He's on that list. Lamar Jackson's updated stat versus the Steelers. I know two and seven. Four touchdowns, seven interceptions, and five fumbles. If you want me to be mad about that when I know how dynamic that guy is and how he burns people to the core and how uh, Mark Andrews is one of the best uh, – sorry about that – best tight ends in the league and 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 he's in a position where he was irrelevant against you, the fact that their wide receivers drop balls in the frigging end zone, that ain't our problem. DK, what does Coach T say about problems all the time? Or uh, I tell you what Coach T say about problems? You do it better than me. People either glad you got them or don't care. Don't I got to ask you, which one are you today? I say we're both. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's it's a it's, it's an unhealthy mix of both. It's you know, both. I, yeah. I got more. I we, we could make a theme out of this today. Yeah, but yeah. Like, how do you look at that game and talk about Baltimore's yeah. drops when you're inside linebackers, all three of them? Moan, I actually interviewed all three together, which was actually a really cool experience. Did you really? Yeah, you I had, you had a powwow. I had some fun. Yeah, they were all like, you can talk to me, talk to him, talk to me. Okay, yeah, yeah, all right. So we, so all <laughs> That's when that. you know the vibes are good when they're doing that, DK. They had the best performance of any inside linebacker group in the National Football League yesterday between their tackles, their yeah. pressures. Quan uh, uh, Alexander might still be putting people down over there yeah. a day later. Yeah. But that's not to leave out uh, Elanda. Cole Holcomb and Elandon Roberts, yeah. who was just a machine. Yeah, he was. Uh, and you want to talk about Baltimore's drops, you go right ahead. It's your life. Yep. It's, it's your prerogative. But so much good happened. And how about not even mentioning this kid? You know how many how many pressures on, he gave DK. up? Tell me how, how many, many. How many pressures? Hold I would say a, under. Hold up a fist. That means zero. That means zero. And you know what else that means? Talk to me. That kid, that kid, with respect to Dan Moore, is your starting left tackle. Yep. I, I I see that. I saw that DK uh, on tape in the game and all things that you needed to see as far as can he handle the NFL play? 
Uh, can he adjust to it? Is he athletic enough? Is he strong enough? He answered all those questions. Uh, I saw the sack that came across his end to DK uh, when it came down. That was a blitz. He took care of his job and responsibility. That was a blitz by Arthur Mollette, who was glad to hit Kenny Pickett in the back. So glad. They they blitzed from the left side, and they dropped two D tackles. There is not much you can do against that except get the ball out of your hand. Understand that a blitz is coming. If, if Kenny Pickett had the knowledge and experience to make them go in motion and see where the blitz is coming from, check out of it, slide the offensive line right or left, however he have to, cool, we can get to that point at – We'll, we'll get there at some point, but all in all, Baltimore dialed up a real good blitz off the left side. Look, Go back and look at that play. It's 2D linemen dropping to the left side to cover for the blitz coming off the left side. Guys, TJ punched the munchkin. We got there again. Now, we're, we're how many minutes into this? We're 11 minutes into this, and I didn't mention TJ. Yeah. He flat out punched the munchkin dude, Zay yeah. Flowers. Yeah. Okay. To, he, now, he did so to get the ball out. TJ does that. But if he happens to make other contact along the way, the NFL still doesn't have a rule prohibiting it. So he keeps doing it. Right? <laughs> he can. And he came down hard, DK. Oh, he literally my. punched a man on the oh. field and hit soft skin, hit, hit soft poor, parts of the body, DK. Poor Munchkin. And we're going to talk we can, about And by the way, we can say that now in hindsight, the Munchkin, Munchkin? thing. Yes, yeah, we can say that. Anything. He had we two official drops and yeah. that. He didn't do anything. The munchkin did not rise up. He did not. He okay. Did not. Oh, what a time to be alive, DK. And, and we're going to talk about the Ravens dropping a couple of passes. No thanks. Not on my birthday, people. What's that? Oh, the F word with the C word behind it? I'm just saying we're just not going to do it. it. It's just I, I don't believe in it. I believe that when you win, I don't. Especially when oh, you win that. with so many different good things happening for we, your team. Things we, that you wanted to happen, things that you needed to happen, happened. And and there is a lot that we have to clear up when it comes down to this game. Uh, let's go first and foremost. Broderick, we got to get to him. We got to get to Najee. We got to get to Jalen. Play calling, DK. And how this team is saving us defensively. Well, I got a special subject matter for everybody when we come back today okay. on the on the it's not the only segment that matters because that's the Hey Moan segment. Today we're we're the my special birthday. segment that matters. Yeah. Hey DK, happy birthday. <laughs> I like we'll, that. We'll do that right when we come I back. Like that. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. There's only one place to start the unofficial Hey DK segment because I've got something <laughs> ready for you on this one. Talk to me. Oh. First, you moan. You've seen the video. Of I Matt have Canada seen the video. On the yep. touchdown. Now, you've also seen the coaches work when they're mm -hmm. working, right? Okay. Right. So tell, tell me your first thought when you saw the video of Matt Canada not having any reaction to George Pickens' touchdown. What my first reaction was, what does he have to be happy about? You called it, you doubt it, and I guess he probably thought to himself, this is the expectation. I can be a conspiracy theorist, and maybe I'm on the wrong end of this theory of mine in general, DK. Okay. He may have checked out of that play. That's what's been floating around social media. Is Kenny Pickett decided. He didn't. Oh, let me let me finish it. Let me let me yes, he, the, the, the conspiracy theory in the conversation on social media has been Kenny Pickett got to the line of scrimmage and audibled out of the play that Matt Canada called. And so when the play was successful, Matt Canada looked, as Jeff says up there, clueless on that Which touchdown. Hilarious. And he couldn't okay. celebrate it, and he was upset. That was the okay. conversation circling it. I think Matt Canada was here. And probably thinking to myself, excuse me real quick, DK, I will not use a profanity, but what in the bleep? Why in the bleep have we not been doing this anyway? There was also a two-point play to call. And that's the part that everybody keeps omitting here. Yeah. The Steelers were going for two. They did go for two. Okay. So the moment the ball gets in the air, you can see his eyes following it. Okay. And it's a touchdown. 
He knows the Dick Vermeil book. Everybody knows the Dick Vermeil book. You've got to go for two in that situation. It's yeah. simple math. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he's got how many seconds to get that next play call in? Uh, about 15 and then get to the line of scrimmage. Not a heck of a lot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. By the end, it's all done. Yes. So he's immediately got to start preparing for a two point conversion that came like this out yeah. of nowhere. Oh. So he's locked in somewhere else. The rest of the people in that booth are Wah! okay. But for the most part, when that window, there's a black, there's a black curtain there. Yeah. The side of that window. That's where Art Rooney sits. And you can actually see Mr. Rooney in the background of the video. <laughs> On the other side of that are us evil reporters, which is why they put the black curtain up, okay? Yeah. So that's up, but it didn't used to be as of four years ago. So we could see over there all the time. Coordinators just don't go gaga unless the game is out of control. They are yeah. still they're still locked in. He has his headset on. He's listening to the head coach. You know how many other guys in that video had a headset on? One. Yeah. One. Okay. So on top of all of that, on top of all that, it wasn't an audible. What happens when the quarterback goes to the line and calls out somebody's name, Moan? Like He's delegating name. the spot, the mic spot on the play. He is, right. He is saying. For the defense. He is assigning the protection. Yep. Okay. And, and he can give looks like he can point down and say this or that if something happens. Almost every wide receiver route, and I don't mean to cut you off, DK. Almost no, no. every wide receiver route has an option to it. If they sit, you go. If they go, you come back. Like, it's those things. If they play inside, go outside. There are option routes. We've heard quarterbacks and coaches and other uh, analysts bring that up. There are option routes when they come down to what players are capable of doing. That's already built in. So there's no audible, meaning of the play. Okay, that was the actual play call. Mike Tomlin would say uh, in, a, in a separate uh, a press conference afterward, he would say that they saw the Ravens in cover zero and they went at it. Okay, so this was not an audible. So everything about this thing turned out to be some crazy freaking social media myth. Now, that said, I'm going to say this and 90 percent of you are going to be like, nah, I like really like believing this. So I'm going to go ahead and believe it. But then <laughs> that's fair, too. That's what happens. This one's going to be for you since I just talked a lot. Francesco says, hey, Moan, yeah. what can the Steelers do to get better over the buy? That's a good question. What do you guys do over a buy? Let's go first for first thing first, DK. That's the first two letters, OC. And we'll go line and we'll go quarterback. Uh, let, globally, team got to get healthy. It's that. Hoping Deontay is capable of coming back. Health. I saw somebody ask that question to what's the routine during the bye week. For this team, as beaten up as they are. Health is huge right now, okay? Get healthy. OC. We had this conversation for the last two weeks. What happens on the bye week? I said to myself, if there's anything that's going to happen, it's going to happen during the bye week. Win, lose, or draw. Something may or may not happen. That's just simply what we are. We're almost like the people that believe in conspiracy theories when it comes down to the government. Like, we shall see. I can't give you a definitive answer because I don't know how Coach T feels. I don't know how this team operates. Only person I've known to leave early, if I'm not mistaken, was Adrian Clem. But that was also the O-line coach. You already had a guy in house that was ready to take over in those moments also. And he had a job lined up in college where he had to get to college recruiting. That, in my memory, is the only time that's happened where coaches either resigned or been let go. And I think Clem resigned to go to college. He, uh, did. he did. So with, with the hopes of something happens with Matt Canada, I feel like certain wins you save yourself. But it's a matter of... <laughs> This team has never actually done this unless somebody voluntarily leaves. That's kind of where I'm sitting when it comes down to the expectation of Matt Canada being out of this job. If in Coach Tomlin's uh, press conference tomorrow, those questions will come up. What are you going to do? You heard the chants inside of the stadium. He may acknowledge them. He may not acknowledge them. But it's hard to fire a guy after you beat Baltimore. It just is. Oh, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. The offensive line, um, with them, simply put, figure out if, if Broderick's going to be your left tackle. And I almost think that answer is yes. Did he get replaced? Did Dan Moore get replaced because of injury? It's hard to keep it a guy happens. out sometimes. It is. Yeah. Hard to keep a guy out sometimes. And as far as Kenny, man, Kenny just got to be comfortable with himself. And, and and this is also the thing, too. Offensively, to get back to the coordinator, some of these routes is like these two-yard stops and come back. is so predictable because he's trying to get the ball out of his hand very fast, and I feel like every defensive team knows that. 
Kenny's looking for the quick drop off and 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 the not get hit. It seems like sometimes that's got to be fixed. But that's also a Kenny thing. This isn't a hey make Kenny be better over overnight. No, you got to get comfortable through reps. And honestly, I'm actually glad he played this week. You beat a divisional foe like Baltimore, a true rival. If he was nick, uh, nicked up, and I think he was, he was wearing a brace. He got twisted bad and had to leave the game last week. Mm-hmm. He may have earned himself some trusting points with himself. Some, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I look like with him. I didn't want him to play. I didn't think he gave us the best choice. I mean, the best uh, pathway to win, but he did. He delivered a dime to doggone George Pickens in the fourth quarter. It was a beautiful throw. You cannot deny that, DK. Oh, yeah, imagine trying to. Uh, Pete says, I agree with DK that we need more targets to Darnell Washington. If Pat Fryermuth is going to be out for any length of time, two targets is not enough. Guys, I keep telling you this. Darnell's not 100%, okay? And they want Darnell's energy, and I understand this. They want his energy and his push to take place on the line. I don't think you can argue with the result of that yesterday. And again, I I understand I'm seeing people here are really mad about the first three quarters. How many games? How many quarters? Does the game take four? four yeah. I imagine how pissed off Baltimore is for not closing out the fourth quarter. You're you on the good end of this. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, you won. You know, take take the W. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I I don't even know what else to say uh, on, on this count here. I have uh, this one's for you, Mon. I'm, I'm passing right. the buck on this. Demond, he's asking me, but this one's this one's in your wheelhouse. I saw. Broderick Jones run across the field hauling butt on the George Pickens reverse. Yeah. Okay, that was in the first half, and it was very effective. It was beautiful. It was. It was nice. He got up the field fast, and DeMond is talking about Broderick. Do you think we could put him in motion or have him pull more like that tackle in San Francisco? Hey, it's a copycat league. It is. That's Trent Williams you're speaking of. Yes, I'd love to see that. There's he only moves. one Trent Williams. There's <laughs> only one like him, but I'll say this. From what I saw from Broderick Jones, he moves well. You don't yes. get to the other side of the field just being a slug. That dude moves friggin' well, man. And if they decide to open up the playbook a little bit more to allow him to be for a front side puller, I'm all for it. Screw a copycat league, Demon. If it works and it's good, do those things instead of doing tosses or tight end side zones. If you think your offensive linemen are better suited to being in space with a guy like him, do it. That's a young dude that has a lot of potential in front of him for sure when it comes to Broderick. We have gifts coming in, Ryan, and of course the barber, uh, Roy and Stella came in with gifts. This was even before the show, and I've got I've got stuff here to go through. We got a lot here. I I want to go yeah. here before I forget it, DK, because you addressed it. And I feel like we need to hit it again, man. This right here from Brian. It's fair question, Brian. He goes, "Is Larry O playing hurt, or just doesn't like the practice?" Larry Ogunjobi is always hurt on practice day. Always plays on game day. Hit him, DK. I I have very little to add to this other than that Larry O balled out. And I walked over to his stall afterward, and I just said, I wanted to let him know that I saw a couple of little things. And he goes, thank you. That's cool. And, I, and then I go, uh, I go, hey, you good? And he goes, like this. Mm. Because that's what Larry is. Larry is the literal definition of a gamer. Prideful. Okay. When it's time, it's Sunday, 102. He's out there, and the head coach doesn't have to sweat it. The head coach doesn't have to worry what he's going to get from 99. Uh, he went out there, and he wrecked things. Yes, he okay? did. He, and he did so, I, mean, I will point out a negative here, amid a, a group that really didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Did, couldn't stop a nosebleed with the run game. No. Okay, and that's a problem, and that's going to be a problem until 97 comes back. It just yeah. is. But Larry O is a gamer and and Brian just add to this he's also being out there on game day it's also the reason you got the ball back that fumble was due to him so I must rather know a guy can play on game day and not practice when they've proven that process actually works for them like that happens all across the league though it ain't just a Larry O thing meet me on game day to become a member of this program you can do that at dkps.net slash join and what you do is you take that that address and put it up in your url don't be trying to click your video or something like that it doesn't <laughs> do anything dkps.net slash join i have to get out of the way a couple points of order here 
Uh, one is that I have a lot of people just saying happy birthday and stuff. And I want to, you know, real quick acknowledge the, the barber coming in. Uh, S4, S4000, dude, thank you. <laughs> that's, 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 that's something here. That's a nice uh, uh, coffee drink right there, DK. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that would be a that would be a venti and a half. Uh, that's that's appreciated here. <coughs> Excuse me. S four thousand also asked about Broderick. It's a view moan. He says zero pressures no. allowed and ninety seven point six run block win rate. That's something. At one point, I saw Broderick throw a Ravens player to the ground. In pass pro. Has Jones done enough to win? Is he the starting guy? Uh yeah, I think so. And honestly, I feel like you guys know this was the plan in the end anyway. You don't draft the first rounder to sit him on the bench. Again, I told yes. you guys, he had to get better through practice. That's always going to be the method unless you come out like Marquise did or that was a necessity that you knew it was going to be an immediate upgrade, and Marquise was. Dan Mora hasn't been horrendous. He's played well enough. But when you know somebody's the future of your franchise and you give them an opportunity, whether it be injury or the bad play of the incumbent starter, this is the natural position of what was going to happen. Broderick was always going to be the guy, S4000. We appreciate that, and that dude has a lot in front of him. But you know this, with more tape that you get out there, the more challenging it becomes until you grow as a pro too. So, the adjustments and then the counter-adjustments and then the counter-counter-adjustments yes. to the original adjustments. That never stops, does it, Moan? It they never don't ever have the full book. They no. never have the full book. You They're were 11 years. To- send blitzes off the left side because Baltimore did it and they got home with Arthur Marlette. You know what has to happen? Center, guard, tackle. Got to be able to ping pong back over to the left side to clean it up. That's not going to go away because they saw the left tackle and realized he probably couldn't understand how to change switch off games as quick as a veteran does. Stella comes in with a super sticker. We have those as well. Uh, who's this dude? Who? Look at this generous soul. Jermon. <laughs> Ramon pops up the 50 because he was wrong on his prediction and will never apologize for winning. <laughs> Ever. Ever. That's one thing. Your head coach has never altered that stance. Never. I, I, I've seen some of the ugliest. You guys had some of the ugliest W's while you were there, respectfully. Yeah. And it just didn't matter. Not to him, not to any of you. You'd be like, yeah, we got some stuff to clean up, dot, dot, dot. But... Never apologize for winning, y'all. It's hard to win. There's a fan base. Well, what Harbaugh said, his team left for London early to get away from the stench of Baltimore's loss in America. They're playing in London this weekend, and they left today just so they can get away from the city. That could be your team, but it's not. No, no. (laughs) I don't know if they'll get that stench through customs, by the way. Jonah John comes in with a contribution, says, I'm so happy that Deontay Johnson will be back soon. Too. He's sorely needed. There's no one else besides Pickens right now in the wide receiver room. Whenever you mention Deontay's absence, oh, Moan, I got to ask you about this. Talk to me, man. Deontay's, okay, when you mentioned Deontay's absence yeah. and what he means to the offense, you almost have to throw Fryermuth into that, too, because as much as I love to blame Matt Canada for not using the middle of the field, you know, yeah. who, who, who are you throwing to over the middle of the field with this group, right? Yeah, for sure. Your head coach brought up yesterday on his own in the press conference, I've never heard him do this before, that the team, your team operated under some adverse circumstances. Somebody asked what that was. And he said, well, we're missing a lot of people right now. Okay, yeah. which first of all, he usually doesn't do that. Make, okay, because the whole standard is the standard. And right? not, not, not making excuses. Not making excuses, he said, but we, we we played without a lot of people. And then he said, Baltimore played with a full complement of players. He said that. I have never heard that from him. It was his way of saying they came here with all their guns loaded. They did. And we're missing seven guys who would be starters, and we just won. I ain't apologizing for this. With the stud like Marlon Humphreys covering George Pickens on that touchdown play, too. Yeah, they don't see that as cover zero. They see no. that as Marlon Humphrey is on your guy. And that's a dub for Marlon Humphreys more times sure. than not. Sure. Th- he that's what that was. He yes. Got, he got smoked. He's not even in the freaking photograph. No, he's not. And, okay, and, and I know that because the photograph is on our website, and you can see Marlon in the back using long distance or Skype or whatever to communicate with George ahead of him. 
Yep, 100%, man. And and here's the thing, too. That play I thought was good because it looked like it was set up over the course of the game. George and Kenny seem to have a connection to where they play the back shoulder fade a lot. And it may come to a point to where it hurt him. That's also, I think, why you don't see George Pickens getting the DPIs the way other receivers do when he come back to the ball. Because so many of the passes are back shoulder fades. There was a couple times I thought he could have got a DPI for what the DB was doing to them, doing to him. But they play the back shoulder game. So guess what some wide receivers, I mean, it's what some DBs do. They play behind them. And Kenny went over the top this time. And it was good to see them actually connect like that. Oh, uh, no, no one, you know, when you know, says I'm not defending Matt Canada, but if that offensive line doesn't improve, none of it's going to matter. I'm not sure what Matt Canada has to do with that. I mean, the offensive line performance is the offensive line performance for the most part. Um, I saw improvement there. We already mentioned Broderick Jones. I thought Chooks Okorafor had a pretty decent game. Uh, you know, on the Mason. inside, we, but Mason keeps, I know, I know. Ma- Ma- Mason, I, again. Coach T said what? There's a lot of dinged up guys. I don't know if this is affecting him because of injury, but here's my thing. You go out there, you assume all things that's coming your way. To see Pierce do what he did to him in that backfield when one of those sacks was given up, I'm like, I know we get gobbled. You can't get get swam by Pierce. He's every bit of 5'10", 350 DK. That is a big duty, and he's not super tall. You can't let him quick arm over you. So I don't know what it was when it comes down to his game. The O-line play, okay, yeah, I'm here for it. Uh, They do still have to get better. But, of course, the changing of left guard now and also having Nate Herbert get right guard, you're still not at full strength and you pulled out a dub. When it's speaking about the run game, I want to go to Jeff Little real quick, DK. Mm -hmm. Teresa, I hear you. But it's this right here. Jeff Little, and this is a big conversation. Oh, this is all, this is going to be a whole episode. All yesterday, uh, today, um, tweets coming to my phone about it, DK. And Jeff Little says this, Warren played good. I like Najee, but when you put Bud in front of something, everything else is out of it. Yeah, that's right. But, now, with the one series, you know, near the end there, Warren did pick the offense up on his back. He did. Okay, and I say that with respect to the fact that he made three excellent plays. Kenny made three excellent passes. Uh, Allen Robinson, came, who did not have a great game overall, came up with a big 10-yard reception to move the sticks. Yeah. Kenny hits George Pickens twice. But those three runs, well, one was a catch and run by Jalen Warren, were otherworldly. Okay, yeah. He was going literally over people, around mm-hmm. people, spinning off of them, running through them. He saw where the stick was on the one and just said, I see three of you there. You're not going to stop me. Yep. Okay. I'm tired of hearing about how Jalen motivates Najee. Okay. To run harder. Mm-hmm. Najee had, I have my stats here somewhere. Najee yeah. had, it's right here. Uh, 14. Uh, this is a different game. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, right no, here. He 14, had 14, 14 that was carries. Correct. Yeah. 14 carries, 37 yards. 2.6 average, Moan. That's falling forward. Yeah. Okay. His longest run was eight yards. That puts you perpetually behind the sticks. This doesn't help. When we talk about things that are wrong with this offense, whether or not it's schematically in terms of the run, whether or not it's a blocking, this doesn't help. When the other guy goes out there with the same line, the same coordinator, the same everything, and gets you results – and freaks out the other team and basically wins you the game. Yep. I'm sorry. This just isn't all that complicated. Okay. Yeah. I don't care when he was drafted any more than I cared where you were drafted. Mom. Right. When it's good, DK, you go with what's good. Again, my story was what we they drafted a guy in the third round the same year as I was. The next year he was cut because production is what matters in his league. A third rounder to an undrafted guy. We're talking about a first rounder to an undrafted guy with Najee and Jalen Warren. Look. You're dedicated to Najee because you paid him and he is your first rounder. I, I don't think care. I think there's talent there, DK, but hear me out. You go with the guy that's working for you. You Especially have to now when you have you don't have very much going on and you, you have, have guys missing. And, and I've never played running back. I played it in the backyard like most of you guys, okay, right? But this is what I see from Najee. It's almost like he's trying to force something to happen. It's almost like he hit the hole a little bit too soon when it comes down to his pathway and not letting the offensive line open up a little bit. Uh, but then you say to yourself, Jalen's doing the exact same thing. I don't know if it's vision. I don't know if it's hesitation. I don't know if it's a case of DK, a baseball term, the yips. But when it comes down to Jalen getting it right, 
and Najee having what was that a two point two point six on more carries? That's a hard day, DK. And when it comes to him being able to extend plays, man, right? I mean, Jalen's doing it. It's positive. He's and, making plays. And he's making plays. This ain't like you said, rocket science, DK. Nope. At the Get-Go Cafe and Market, quality is at the core of every menu item. Our three expert chefs, Randy, Rodolfo, and give me one more. Ryan. Ryan, of course. We and your favorite barber. To throw. Now we have four chefs. We just, got, we just kicked Randy out of the chef room. <laughs> Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they uniquely refer to as crave-ability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. And by the way, my favorite entry yeah. just showed up for the season. It's back. The Pilgrim. The Pilgrim. I knew it. <laughs> somebody somebody on this show owes somebody else a pilgrim yeah we, we might have to take care of that business when you come up next month I, i'm seeing three comments dk that's in succession almost it's one in between the miss and we're going to talk about it real quick and get off of it i feel like because mm -hmm. whatever happens happens it's this one gunner's terrible from luke joe puts gunner needs to be cut and then fish and trout put his gunner mode for the rest of the afc per offseason <laughs> productions Hey man, uh, he has he's had two bad showings when he's out the there. Shame of it is he had two good runbacks though. I know, but it doesn't matter. It, it don't matter. Matter because what 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 do you carry when you have the ball in your hand? Our hopes and dreams. And if you lose our hopes and dreams to the other team, DK, then that means we got to crush your dreams. Gunner, again, if you do something good, you just can't fumble the ball, and you can't have an issue of fumbling the ball either. That's a bad look for a guy that needs to be able to prove that he belongs on the team, probably more than the guy behind him. Yeah, one thing to remember about Gunner, uh, and Mike Tomlin did confirm this afterward, he wasn't supposed to be out there. Uh, Calvin Austin was being uh, checked yeah. for concussion symptoms. He cleared, as he confirmed for me afterward, but that's supposed to be Cal out there. And on top of all that, you know, this was supposed to be a role that Anthony McFarland helped in and everything else, meaning kick returns. And they're short, okay? And they only have X number of guys who are available. Everyone's like, cut gunner, cut gunner. Cut. Yeah, I saw it. Where are you going to find somebody who you're just going to be able to pick up off the street and explain to them the special teams handbook in the event of an emergency, special teams playbook in the mm -hmm. event of an emergency? It's not that simple. I mean, Desmond King's been a guy who's done returning over the years, and he can barely get on the field. He had one yeah. defensive snap yesterday. Remember everybody was all excited about that guy? Yeah. Why? Playbook. Playbook, playbook. It's such a big part of this game. Yeah, and, and let's not really – well, I'll say that. And he had a big fumble yesterday. I was going to say, let's not focus on a guy that actually plays a smaller role, but he had a big fumble yesterday. You can't overshadow that, DK. TJ channeled his his inner Jack Lambert. Uh, respectfully here, I'm going the other way around. Okay? <laughs> TJ's a better player than Jack Lambert was. Okay? Man. I'm sorry. TJ <laughs> Jack Lambert didn't get three DPOY finalists and all this yeah. other stuff. And TJ's still going. And TJ's got all the records coming and everything else here. TJ is a game destroyer. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And I don't think I've ever seen a person donkey punch somebody in the face, DK, oh, and get away with it. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. The munchkin, as Pat Peterson called him early in the week, man. You know what? You call him whatever you want to whenever you win games like that, DK. He punched the heck out of that dude, man. And, and it probably contributed to him dropping the ball. I'm not even sure if he really hit the ball like that. No, TJ is a generational talent. It says here, by the end of his career, the accolades will be sky high. Yeah, they're going to be at a Troy slash Rod Woodson level uh, slash Joe Green level. You're going to be talking – when are. you're talking about the Steelers' defensive Mount Rushmore and you're debating whether or not it's TJ or Jack Lambert on there, ain't going to be close. Yeah, yeah. He's up there already. And he – what year is this with TJ? I keep forgetting. Like six for him? He's in his, he's in his late 20s. That's what I'm saying. He's got yeah. more on the bone, and oh, he's already yeah. over 80 sacks. Think about that. I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't even. I can't take. If you're talking about a Steelers defensive all-time Mount Rushmore, yeah, you're talking about Mean Joe Green, greatest player in franchise history. You're talking about Troy Polamalu. You're talking about Rod Woodson. Yeah. Okay. Or James Harrison, if you want to get into whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then from there, you you got TJ on there. You don't have any room. 
for Jack Lambert. If there's a, for another one that goes on there into the conversation, it's Harrison. Not to do this today. Just, I know. I was going to say, imagine us having this conversation about TJ pushing somebody off the Mount Rushmore. That's insane to even think yeah. of. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know that Lambert's on it now, but it, it, it's just, you know, I know everyone hates when you say anything negative about the 70s because the 70s are the only thing that ever mattered. But. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, Ben says happy birthday. Thanks to everybody again. All that. T- uh, Teresa points out he's on his way for DPOY again. He's certainly he going to be in the conversation. Yep. He has to be. He has to be at the forefront of the conversation. All he has to do is stay out there, right? Yep, absolutely, man. Continue to be out there. I want to go to one real quick, and we hadn't hit on this guy yet because TJ had his arm around him after a big play. Mm-hmm. Cormac sends in. Oh. Who? Huge props to JPJ. It was actually my wife that told me, you got to see TJ put his arm around Joey and say, he's him. He's him. He By the too, way, in front of the camera, yeah. What a great teammate TJ has been. And it goes without saying, but last time they had a big win on the Sunday night game, he brings Alex over and says, stay right here. Stay right here. And he made sure that Alex got some of that praise that he did, too. And Alex has continued to show why he deserves that praise, too. Joey Porter Jr. also said what? That Coach Tomlin told him to go get the ball and bring it to the sideline, and he did. He did. That right there was a moment. Again, there's youthful moments on this team that you want to see grow up, but I still think this team is stacking those moments for it. Broderick had a good day. Joey Porter Jr. had a good day. You're looking at Jalen Warren, who's in his second year, have good days. Like, this is what you're looking for. You need a little bit of old, and those guys got to get healthy. Starting with Cam, Larry O, uh, James Dane. There's a lot of those dudes that's got to get healthy, but this is where you want out of your team. The youth helping the older guys get right. David comes in with a contribution and says, Hey, Moan, I had the Miami game on too yesterday, and seeing an offense move, bodies and move the ball downfield like them is just gorgeous being part of an elite offense before meaning you ramon yeah what's missing from the steelers equation no one's at the dolphins level or my or or uh san francisco let's be honest san francisco has a football team i mean you got an offensive coordinator and a head coach that's amazing okay devon a chain has been a guy that's been a pleasant surprise in the same way you have had with jalen warren you also don't have a Tariq hill on this team a jalen wada a robert moster a braxton barrios like Think about the guys you're asking that Miami has that the Steelers don't right now. I saw somebody say, how come our wide receivers can't get uh, separation? DK, that's another thing. This is a good group, but who's the fastest guy on this team in a wide receiver group? This isn't a blazing group like Tyreek Hill. No, when it comes to separation, he's not playing right now. It's Deontay and dot, dot, dot. And that's what I'm saying. Again, look at the throws that Kenny's throwing to uh, George Pickens. It's back shoulder type throws. It's not over the top like you saw in Martavis and Mike Wallace. That guy, other other than the one, yeah, other Other than than the the one, one. yeah. And and that was to George's credit. I mean, he just flat out burned him. Uh, But for the most part, yeah, it was like the earlier catch on that same drive. That guy just ain't on the team right now. When you're looking Mm -hmm. for that style of offense, Debo Samuel's ain't on your team. So that's why I'm sorry that you don't have the Miami offense. Yeah, and on top of that, let's remember that Cal had to miss a pretty decent chunk of this game. Okay, yeah, he so did. So Cal is is somebody obviously who can generate separation uh, in his own way. And and but, Luke, yeah, I, I love your comment about this guy right here. Don't forget about Claypool, but you got to think he's been on three teams in two years and was on active roster. And by the way, you fleeced the team that got rid of him with a second round pick. You know, Clay Clay comes in with a contribution and yeah. says, uh, "Can we talk about how incredible Broderick Jones played? We did earlier in the show a couple of we times. Uh, he's he's been that was a real look yesterday in general. When yeah. you think about the the, the draft class, mm-hmm. how about your how about your first rounder and your second rounder just coming up and playing big? And I'll tell you what, Larry Ogunjobi had some strong words for how Keanu Benton played. I was going to get to him next. Go ahead. Now, the funny thing about Benton is I have this I have this sheet that, delay, that lays everything out, okay? And his name's not on here at all, all right? Like, not once. He didn't register. A, oh, I take that back. He had a tackle and two assists, okay, which isn't all that great. He also had a quarterback hit. But interior line play, Moan, yeah. please share it with the group. Yeah, they were they uh, as far as the uh, D line. 
in general, this is gen- tough to quantify. It, it is. It's the same way as the centers and guards. Unless yeah. a guy is Aaron Donald or Indomitian Sue or Fletcher Cox, it's hard to really tell what those dudes did, especially when the other guys around them are making plays. What I saw from Keanu Ben yesterday was the same thing that he's been since he's been in the lineup. He's been uh, an aggressor. He's been disruptive when given the opportunity, but he's also very young. And I don't know how good of uh, – you know, the longevity of his play like Cam, we've gone to expect from him, is throughout the course of the game, man. He's good. And I kind of just want to leave Keanu there. If he gives you two tackles a game while affecting the run, you win. <laughs> That's my I have to keep putting this I was wrong. Cat Bandit <laughs> comes in and says, Happy birthday, DK. Thanks for giving me something to listen to. Every morning and afternoon during work, you and Moan really make an impact on our lives. Uh, it's the other way around, guys. This is this has been a really cool experience. Yeah, it has, man. Uh, very, very solid, man. And this one too, DK. Kilbrew's been that guy on special teams. It paid off. I love it. I I, I, I love everything about it. How many times in the summer did we say, you know, you know, so and so is the fourth string safety. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not the fourth string anything. No. He's the first string special teams guy. Miles Killebrew is on this roster for a reason. By the way, what a super crazy intelligent dude this is. Again, and and here's another thing to y'all. Coach Harbaugh is a special teamer by trade. Mm-hmm. He got his 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 his. He cut his teeth in his league by being a special teams coach. So for you. To get a blunt block punt on the Ravens at any time in your career, it has to pierce his soul because he takes pride in that. It did. It did, he, DK. He, yeah, he said afterward, he goes, he goes, look, everyone knows that block is coming. We have a we have a scheme to make sure that it doesn't happen. We didn't execute, but you could just see like everything just dripping like this as he spoke <laughs> it. You know, I'm telling you. You take your dubs when they're there. That was a major, major win for you to get a block point on the Baltimore Ravens. They take that serious, y'all. Trust me. Danny Smith has got a mouthful of chewing gum right now, DK, and is smirking still looking at that play. And Danny Smith made the right call at the right time. That was something that Miles Killebrew told me. Uh, he, he was really impressed with the timing of the call. Apparently, it was something that Coach Smith recognized as a whole in their coverage and they went at it. And by the way, also big ups to Rodney Williams, the reserve tight end for not only for being in there uh, and for making that almost touchdown happen in the end zone, but that was the same player who tackled the guy who picked up Gunner's fumble. Yep. You want to talk about special teams? Jesus. Don't even register. (laughs) I mean that that's that's some pretty significant stuff. Striper City comes in with a what significant a contribution. Thanks Jeez. so much for that. That that is generous. Uh, Metal Boy Games also has a contribution. Says, I think I a healthy this. eighteen might might take targets from fourteen. That of course being Deontay Johnson versus George Pickens. Minimum of ten Pickens targets seems to be good for W's. I like that. New stat to track W's and L's when George Pickens gets ten plus targets. Well, he had ten targets in Houston. If you want to get technical, so oh, always well, stat line. That's uh, just saying. That's our analytical department right there in DK, man. Uh, I- I'll say this: Deontay being back is good for this team. This team is struggling trying to find the next guy to get open. We're trying to throw screens. We're trying to throw five-yard stops because there, there are no other trees to, to, to have branches off of right now. It's either George with the back shoulders or we're trying to find guys for a hard five yards or six yards here or hoping that Kenny can hit somebody on the sideline, y'all. If he comes back, give him the ball. It don't if matter at this point. you didn't appreciate Deontay Johnson before these few weeks, you will now. When that quarterback is stepping back and looking around and going, uh oh, not many of these guys are open. Who? Okay. It, there's just not. I mean, it's tough to watch because I, you know that in that moment, people are going to get mad at Kenny or Matt Canada. The receivers aren't open. You're going to have to trust me on that. You can see yeah. the whole field when you're at the stadium, the press box, fans, whatever it is. You can see the whole field. You look down there and you just see there's nothing. Not, not every time yeah. he's going to miss guys. But for the most part, it's not like there's a guy he can say he's going to be there. Yeah, yeah. And every quarterback wants that. 
By the way, Striper City doubles back DK with this right here. He said the last contribution to Dub he sent, man, was supposed <laughs> to be accompanied by a happy birthday, and he appreciate what you do. He's new. Welcome in, or she welcome in, uh, with the 73 behind it, too. I hope that was uh, for my number, DK. I like now, that. I won't take your birthday thunder at all. It's you or Isaac, and Isaac's playing a little bit better, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know? But but Deontay coming back is going to be beautiful, DK. Mm -hmm. Ryan Lytle says, happy birthday. Appreciate that. I felt the Rodney Williams tackle on Seymour in between two Ravens after Gunner's fumble prevented yeah. an easy touchdown prior to the Joey Porter Jr. pick. It all happens in concert. I didn't even mention that. That whole rant that I had earlier yeah. about things yeah. that went right, yeah. didn't even mention this. On another day, that would be the only thing we're talking about because Joey Porter Jr. doesn't make an interception if the Ravens aren't stopped at the five yep. by Rodney Williams busting his you-know-what to get back there. 100% DK. Uh, it was a team win, and that's why we started off the show early. And it wasn't picking on a guy. I think, uh, who was it earlier, Mike, if I'm not mistaken, about uh, we should, that, that, that win was given to us? No, trust me. No. Harbaugh wanted that dub. Hard-earned. Hard-earned. Yeah. Uh, Brian says, if tackling is Joey Porter Jr.'s problem, I've seen Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace miss a lot of tackles. JPJ needs to start. Moan, how, how would you sit him after this? You uh, See, this is my thing, and I thought about not that. For the pick. Yeah, not no, no, for no. the pick. Yeah, no, no, no. In general. And here's the thing, too, with Joey, with Joey Jr. is this, man. JJ. Um, Coach T just needs to see he's willing to do it. That's what it is. It, are you willing to do it? Are you willing? Give, give me one shot. So did I know if it's you versus somebody else late, then I know you're going to make the tackle. But when you get an interception the way he did and you play how you, you are, or here's the other part, you go find another corner that will tackle, that will play, but that won't be this year. If you want Joey Porter Jr. out there, to me, I think he's a coverage corner. Physicality ain't a part of his game the way you want or think it should be. He's a guy that I hope for this defense – for the first time in a very long time, DK creates a blanket on one side of the field. Like a somebody, certain somebody else who wore 24. Ike Taylor. Okay, we've been comparing him to Ike for a long time. Ike's value to the Dick LeBeau defense, and Coach LeBeau would say this again and again and again, was there's one part of the football field we don't have to even worry about. What is that? <laughs> ah, that was birthday. How'd you do that? I didn't do that. That wasn't on me, DK. Okay, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I don't know how that happened either, DK. Okay, I just turned good. as many colors as that as that sequence there. That was balloons, man. That's a happy birthday balloon. I'm not sure where that came from. That's pretty crazy. That was here. awesome right there. Uh, and uh, I see a lot of people saying it too. Deion Sanders hated to tackle. You're right, but you got to have somebody to compliment him before you actually say to yourself, all right, Joy Porter Jr., you focus on that side of the ball because if that's the case – uh, again, this defense needs help when it comes down to young bodies who are willing, man. Uh, no, not yet. Oh, man. Quan Alexander had himself a football game. You know what I'm going to do tomorrow? Yeah. I'm going to play I'm going to play for you guys on this show. One minute conversation that I had with him. Just me and him. Oh, yeah. You know, you know how our interviews go now? I, we, we started this a couple of weeks ago. We did it again last week in Houston. I just walk up to him. I turn the camera on and I say, Quan, talk to me. <laughs> and there he goes. Yeah. Everybody's different. You, and you, you push different buttons with different guys. And, and that, that's my, that's my approach to Quan Alexander. And he was the one who was like, let's talk to everybody else here too. Cause Cole Holcomb was there and Atlanta and Roberts. And those guys are feeling good about themselves. That can't get lost in this game. Yeah, the no. inside linebackers can't get lost in this game. They talked afterward about Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. Mona, you had to in, instill that in people, Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. They had it instilled in them, even as veterans. Yep. They were being told about this. This is different. You got to yep. understand this is different. You might have thought you were in other rivalries before. You weren't in this one. They learned. They learned and they loved it. At one point, I got to share this with you. Do At it, man. Point, you got me hyped because, no, because I know what this game means. Yeah. And to have but, new guys okay. come in the locker room, DK, and see, they basically yes. like, oh, shh. Not those words like, oh, y'all serious? You'll yes, we are. This. So I get done with Quan. I turn off the camera or whatever. And Cole Holcomb's sitting there over to his left. 
and Holcomb's just sitting down and I don't know, he's like taking his socks off or something. And he goes, he looks up at Quan and he goes, that was fun. <laughs> I go, I go that's, that's what I want. Yeah. That yeah. versus Baltimore. So that's it, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. It, it comes down to uh, John's question right here, a statement. Call me for his for my birthday. I'll get to her later. Oh uh, yeah, but when it, when it comes to John's statement, does Quan replace Holcomb or Roberts when he come in? They all have a system. That's essentially what it is. Oh right? yeah, the, it, it's certain player go in on this play. That's defenses are afforded to be able to do that more than offenses are because of personnel. You'll hear that from Quan in the interview tomorrow. Quan says at one point he said, "We got somebody for everything." Was yeah. his line? Okay, they know who's going to be out there in third. They know Cole's going to be out there in third down. Yeah. Okay. They they both both Landon and and uh, and Quan acknowledge that, but they acknowledge the roles, and they've just grabbed onto them. Yeah. Like this, uh, they see each other as a as a locked in three man tandem that has taken a grip on this job for the first time since the great Ryan Shazier. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. That I'm not comparing them to Shazy. Okay. I'm not being an idiot here. But they have taken this job and grabbed it like this yeah. with yeah. that level of passion. That's so fun, DK. They actually, I love when outsiders see that game in battle and they understand why it, to me, is the greatest rivalry in pro sports. It just is. No other way around it. Even when the teams aren't at their best, the one thing you can always say, uh, and uh, actually, Larry Larry Ogunjobi made a joke with me about this. He goes, when I said, I said, what were you thinking? You looked up at that scoreboard and you saw 10 to 8. And he goes, I'm thinking I'd have been surprised if it was anything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Oh, I love that stuff, DK. You guys want to be upset about Baltimore dropping balls? Go nuts. Please okay? go on. I would leave that for people in Maryland. Okay. <laughs> They, Don't worry about what the Ravens did. They are upset with uh, with, with uh, what's his name, man? Uh, with Zay Flowers, they're dogging Nelson Aguilar for his play in and Philly. They That's are they problem. are all over it, DK. That's their problem. Papa Ray comes in with our last contribution Shout of the out day. To you, Papa Ray. Hey guys, uh, first off, thanks very much for the for the birthday wishes and, and apologies again for yes, I wasn't even close to awake. DK like, works all night. That's what it is. Yeah, I was you, up writing. Yeah, I, I knew exactly what it was. I knew you were up all night. So no excuses, whatever. Because I, I didn't set the alarm. I thought, oh, I'm not going to sleep that long. And bang, yeah. next thing I know, it's, oh, my God. <laughs> when the body decides to shut down. You, you said it down. happened to you on Saturday. It did. I was dog tired, man. My dog got up, had a long night Friday, got up early Saturday also. And uh, my brother Ron, by the way, said happy birthday to DK. I had to go meet that, him Mr. at Slay. Yeah, seven in the morning. And Saturday night uh, at that team hotel, uh, I crashed. There was nothing for me. I was out like a light, DK. Luckily for me, I got up by eight o'clock. <laughs> when we come back on a very brief post show, we're going to have a final word from our friend DeMond Brown. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but first, we're going to do something that just lets people know what. Uh, what this place is all right <laughs> yeah let's do it Here. Okay. <laughs> hey ryan had a good message for you dk on not setting your alarm man it's okay dk we don't live in our fears your body needed that dog i i'll tell you what yeah. Uh, you, it was one of those that when you wake up, you're so you're still so deep into it that you could yeah. actually theoretically close your eyes and go to the same place in the same dream again. Wow. That's how far gone you are out. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Adventures in the Dark points out GP getting 16 rushing yards. I think it was all on the one on the, yeah. on the one reverse. Really, really nice play. Nice design. Nice execution. It was. Um, it was for for both of those here. Here here's Demond. What he said. I feel much better with this win going into the bye, and given our history of how we play after the bye, and Moan is familiar with that. Hopefully, we come out of the bye with some of our injured, healthy seventy-seven look damn too damn good too. Happy birthday, DK! I'm going to share with you something that TJ Watt told me on the way out of the locker room. I said, uh, "I said, hey, that looked pretty good, right?" 
just, just casual conversation. Yeah. And he said, he goes, it did. He said, we got, we got one thing to work on. And I said, what's that? Get healthy. Get healthy. And I don't, he wasn't talking about himself. You know, he's talking about, you know, Cam and everybody. I mean, it, yeah. there's just there's just too many guys missing. And, it, and they were okay. I had no problem with the Steelers saying it after a W. Nobody's yeah. making any excuses. No doubt. Uh, I, I just want to run through this list one more time. I pulled it up the last week before we close out the show just to show you what he meant, okay? <laughs> they, Kenny Pickett was on there. Patrick Peterson was on there. Cole Holcomb, Dan Moore, Isaiah Malo, Chooks is on there, Pat Fryermuth, DeMarvin Lee Hall, James Daniel, Presley Harvin, Alex Highsmith, Najee Harris. So when Coach T made that statement of Baltimore was full tilt, they had every every hand on deck, you were without Pat, no Presley Harvin, uh, no James Daniels. Maybe that's the reason Mason Cole's just getting pushed back a little bit more. Uh, I mean, Dan Moore was out, but you also had a rookie. In. I mean, there's a lot of – popcorn going on as far as guys being in and out of the, uh, the line. They made the between the head coach and the players, they made it very, very clear that this buy is well-timed. Okay. They're not going to be going out and giving all kinds of little information about this and that and whatever else, but everybody, including by the way, your quarterback could use this time. Uh, where'd you go on by home? Where'd you, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's it. Was when I, oh, uh, I remember running into you at the airport yeah, once on a bye week. You. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I, I, I think you might see a couple of the young guys at college games. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, this is going to be a get-yourself-together get type of weekend for these guys, and it's much needed. Guys, uh, we gave you a little bit extra because I was shamefully so late today. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate everybody's kind wishes and all that other stuff here. We're going to go have a nice dinner, and uh, yeah. Gonna have a nice little birthday. Enjoy yourself, man. That was, was a good day, man. I always really? celebrate birthdays. It was a good show, everybody. Really, everybody brought it today. Good stuff. Good stuff. I much right. rather be doing this than talking about a loss. Let's do it again tomorrow and talk about any number of things. Lots of stuff to go over this week. All right, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. See you.